Did you know that right now there's a group of people running the business of their dreams? They are respected leaders in their field, working with clients they love and serving them profitably. Now, are they famous? Depends on who you ask. They're not signing autographs at the grocery store or taking selfies every five minutes. They're not trying to be everywhere on social media. Yet when they show up at trade events and conferences, they are recognized and sought after. They're the ones everyone else looks up to. They're the next generation of thought leaders in their space. So what's their secret? Well, they've become famously influential to the right people, and so can you. Today, we'll dig into the story of one of these leaders and deconstruct how they became micro-famous. You won't just come away inspired, you'll come away with a new strategy and a new way of thinking. So while your competition is scattered, chaotic, and chasing every shiny object, you can move forward with confidence and clarity. I'm your host, Matt Johnson, agency founder and author of Microfamous. And if you're ready to become famously influential to the right people, let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. This is Microfamous. And we don't do a lot of guest episodes on the show, but you'll notice that when we do, it's often an introverted uh, speaker, author, consultant, coach type of person. And I want to bring those people to you because uh, I think even in the coaching consulting world, we tend to associate that skill set of speaking and leading more with extroversion. And I, I want to break that, uh, I think, misconception. Uh, and my guest also wants to break that and actually wrote a book about that, those same principles. So I'm really excited. He's a fellow podcaster in his own right, an academic and just an all around a very smart guy and very good guy. So David Hall, officially welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Matt. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Now, we had a really great time on your podcast, and then we'll have a great time on mine. So this will give us a chance to kind of delve into your background a little bit more, uh, as well as the principles of your book, Minding Your Time. Well, I want to start with just uh, something that you mentioned to me before we hit record, which is a book that you came across in your past that really had a huge impact on you and kind of breaking yourself of your own misconceptions about uh, being an introvert and, and introversion in general. So uh, what's the book and when did you come across that? Sure. So um, definitely in my journey to figure out, you know, it's it's common that I hear from people, guests on the show or authors or other people that, you know, when they were trying to figure out who they were as an introvert, that they felt like something was wrong with them. So that's a common thing that that I hear. And that was the case with me, too. And I was trying to figure out, you know, how can I be different than I am? And I was doing lots of reading. And uh, one day I went into Barnes and Nobles looking for a particular book. Yeah, we still went into the store back then. <laughs> and, <laughs> I still go to bookstores. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, a particular book. I So I didn't find the book I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And I was disappointed and I was walking out. And kind of it, toward the toward the exit, there, you know, there was a rack of books. And this book just kind of jumped off the shelf at me. It was called Introvert Power by uh, Dr. Lori Helgo. And uh, I, I love this book. And just the title alone just really summarizes what I think. Introvert power. You know mm-hmm. that um, we have natural gifts. And in the beginning where I was trying to be something I wasn't, it uh, didn't work out so well. But really by embracing my introversion, there's a power in that. Mm-hmm. And one of, the, one of the key, there's, there's a lot of great points in her book. And, you know, I, I quoted her in my book. But one of the key things that I walked away with is, is she brought up the point that about half the population are introverts. And a lot yeah. of people don't relate to that. And when they don't, it's really they don't understand what introversion is. Mm-hmm. And there are some very confident, sometimes outspoken introverts. And what it really is, is it means that we're deep. We go into thought more often than not. 
It doesn't mean that we're shy. We can be shy and shyness can be overcome if you understand yourself. That's one of the ways. But that book was just, you know, introvert power and uh, that, you know, getting to know ourselves would help us embrace our strengths, understand our needs and help us to be successful in in those things that we want to do. Yeah. And you bring up a good point because there's, uh, I would say the biggest uh, book that's come out I don't know what is it, last five years that kind of captured people's imagination was the Susan Cain book, uh, quiet. And, um, and I think it actually mentions the word shy in the, in the subtitle, if I, if I remember right. And I remember looking at that and going like, that's not me. I've never been shy. I've always been an introvert. I've never been shy. Uh, and so I just don't, I don't relate. I think there's a lot of people out there uh, on a bunch of ends of the spectrum where, they don't relate to being an introvert because introverted to them means shy. Therefore, I'm not that. Or I'm shy. Therefore, I'm an introvert. We're like, well, maybe. Or you're a non <laughs> you're, you're an extrovert that's not broken through into your confidence yet. I mean, it could be that too. Uh, so I think introversion has all these kind of baggage and misconceptions kind of wrapped up in it, which makes it hard for people to identify whether they actually are that or not, and then kind of step into their power. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's not shyness. Now, it, it, it could be caused by not understanding your introversion. Because, right. you know, we think deeply, we often need to think before we speak. And if someone else is speaking to think, and you're feeling run over in a conversation, and somebody's saying, why are you so quiet? And, and all of that, it can make you feel shy. Mm-hmm. But if you understand what you need and where you're coming from, and that's what's causing your shyness, you can definitely overcome it. And that's that was the case for me. So definitely, I was shy. But like you said, yeah. I'm really glad that you brought that up. Not all introverts are shy, and some mm-hmm. have never been shy. Some have always been confident. Yeah. But we need we you know we um, we go into our own worlds for sure. So I was doing a, a workshop on strengths, mm-hmm. and um, you know there was. And the idea behind it, this was like uh, Clifton strengths, where you look at your top strengths and you, that's where you focus instead of focusing on your weaknesses. Sure. Yeah. And there was a lot of resistant people in the audience like, ah, you know, you know, what are you talking about? You know, you're trying to put me in a box, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, no, no, you know, really by understanding your strengths, it really sets you free. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about that, like how natural our strengths were. And at the same time, I tell this story. Um, I was talking with a neighbor of mine and he was saying, where do you work? You know? And I'm like, Oh, you know, I work here. It's like, Oh, that's right across the street from me. I'm like, Oh really? Where's, where do you work? He told me, I'm like, it doesn't ring a bell. And it was so crazy because I had been driving by his work for about 10 years. Whoa. Huge, huge place. Okay. Signs. But what it made me realize was when I'm driving, if it's, you know, familiar place, Mm -hmm. I'm in my zone. I'm thinking. Yes. And so I'm not really paying attention. <laughs> and what what the point I'm making is it, it made me realize that my introversion came very natural to me. Mm-hmm. I drift inward more yeah. than I more than not. And again, everybody pays attention to what's going on around them. Everybody thinks but introverts are spending more time and great strengths come from that. You know, I have yes. a lot of great ideas on those drives and, and things. So <laughs> but it's a very that. natural. It's a very natural uh, of way of being. And it's just, it comes, you just need to understand it, but by understanding it, you can overcome different things. You can uh, really uh, succeed in in using your strengths. Yeah. hundred percent agree. And you've got, you've got a great uh, kind of comparison chart. This is page 11 of the book where basically kind of contrasts like introverts and extroverts. Uh, You mentioned the think to speak, 
uh, introverts might prefer communicating in writing than speaking. I, I love like uh, I love to write my podcast episodes out, my solo episodes, either word for word or bullet points or whatever, and get my thoughts collected before I <laughs> hit record. Yeah, as I'm sure same, you probably do. Same too. here. Same yep. here. Uh, my introverts may be drained by social interaction, but energized by time alone. You know, check on that one. Uh, prefer deep conversations over small talk, which is one of the reasons we both love podcasting. Right, you skip the small talk and go right to the deep stuff. Uh, yeah. And prefer a close circle of friends. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this on our podcast together, but one little litmus test that I have come up with that, I don't know, it's like 80% effective, I found, is to ask people, uh, when you get in your car, what is your, like on, on a road trip, you're going to go on a day trip, right? And you're going to drive four or six hours somewhere. Do you think, who can I call? Or do you think, oh, finally, I'm not going to talk to anyone, right? Yeah. And most people yeah. are like, okay, that makes sense. I'm either one or the other. And, and some people claim, I think, you know, but, oh, both. I'm like, okay, fine, shut up. Um, but, most, <laughs> but most of the time, it's pretty clearly one or the other. And to me, that's a good way. Like when you have like long stretches of uninterrupted time, an introvert, the first thing we think about is, oh man, I get to think a lot. I get to be by myself and recharge. It's just such a quick, easy way to get down to the core of what somebody is. Yeah, that's funny because uh, I, in the past, I presented with an extroverted colleague of mine about these things. And, uh, you know, I just what you described, it's like, okay, you know, I'm gonna, this is my good time to, you know, recharge or think or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, on her way home, she's calling people. And I'm like, and to me, that sounds foreign, you know, like, <laughs> it's so strange I, to me. Yeah. But, but again, it's just, under, you know, it's not good or bad. It's just, we've got to understand our differences and, and value our differences. Agreed. All right. Let's talk about your journey a little bit. So you talked about the, uh, the book that you ran across, you were looking for something else and you came across introvert power. Obviously that was a kind of a big part of your development. Uh, what were you doing at the time? Like how, let, let's talk just a little bit about your journey as you start to realize what your strengths are, what were you doing for your profession? How did did it affect what you got into with podcasting? Sure, sure. So um, I've been in higher ed uh, most of my career, you know, working with the students and those that work with students, you know, helping them decide on, on what to do and hopefully using their strengths to come up with that future career goal. And, uh, you know, I, I've definitely had an opportunity to do different workshops on strengths and personality, you know, introversion, extroversion. You know, I got certified in Myers Briggs, I got certified in, um, what's now called the Clifton Strengths. And again, early on, especially before and during my college years, I was thinking, you know what, you know, I'd, I'd like to be more, I'll just use the word gregarious. Why am I not like yeah. that? Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, it's just little, little pieces over time, you know, or, and I've done a lot of reading. I've done a lot of research. I think uh, when I was getting my Myers-Briggs certification, and uh, the facilitator said, introverts think and then speak and extroverts speak in order to think like a big light bulb went off. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, and just different things like that. So it was a, you know, it was a, it was a long journey over time. And then I just finally realized, hey, you know what? I've got these strengths. Um, I need to embrace them. And I have just found so much more success and um, happiness, peace. I've gotten more done. Mm -hmm. And that's that's probably, while, while this was all going on, you know, I have a full-time job. I run a business with my wife. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm blogging. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm reading books on time management. There's a lot of great tips. But I'm realizing that 
there's not something specific that I'm finding that's written for the introvert. Yeah. 100%. But yet I'm finding that I have specific needs as an introvert. You know, um, I, I need to prepare for things, you know, yep. as if I'm going to go into an important meeting, I need to think about what's going to be said and make sure I've done the research, make sure I have my questions, all of that. And that's part of my time management or system that yes. I have. And, you know, an extrovert might not have that. You know, the preparation <laughs> is is so key. Um, or, you know, neither one of us want to be alone all the time, but we need our time alone, you yes. know. And the alone time, it's sir, it's many different purposes. It's not just to recharge. But, you know, I think you would say that you need some time to be strategic. You know, I know yep. that's something very important to you. You need some yeah. time to think. Um, to plan. Um, sometimes you need to focus. I just did a podcast on multitasking and how it doesn't work. Yes, you need to focus on, you know, we need uh, as introverts, you know, I think probably everybody needs to focus, but I think we need a little more um, quiet to focus sometimes. So all these things um, were, uh, you know, strategies that introverted needed. And so that's why I wrote my uh, first book, you know, Minding Your Time, Time Management productivity and success especially for introverts so again i think if you want you know we're all different we don't know introvert is exactly the same mm -hmm. but i think we can learn from each other yeah, you know right. best ways to do things like you know early on i said i was shy i remember and i i didn't know all that i know now but i remember reading a book probably from an extrovert on how to overcome shyness and it wasn't the right approach because no. it wasn't taking my introversion in mind so I think if you want to get better at time management, read from a fellow introvert. Or if you want to get better yes. at public speaking, I remember being in a, a we watched something for work on public speaking or um, and people were giving advice about public speaking. And and, and it was about introversion, too, I, I should say. It was a Susan Cain webinar. And the advice that was given from the extroverts it didn't really match, you know? <laughs> and again, I, I bounces right off. Yeah. yeah. And so we just need to look at, you know, what are the, my specific needs as an introvert yeah. in, in this thing that I want to accomplish, whether it be time management, leadership, public speaking, whatever it is. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And it makes me like the preparation thing is really interesting because we don't think about things like that when we build our schedule. If you don't uh, stay in tune to your introvertedness, because uh, I can show up. So I've been hosting this podcast on the real estate side since 2015. And my, my co-host on that is a massive extrovert. Uh, his idea of preparation is showing up 60 seconds beforehand and going, hey, what are we talking about? Right? That's, <laughs> so uh, I, however, need to actually know who we're talking to, but like, what's the background? Like, I want to have read their book and like all those things. Uh, he doesn't care. Like, it doesn't even really cross his mind. And that just shows you on, on the extreme ends you can you can approach your your schedule your day wildly different um and another example that came to mind was um you mentioned just the like who do you take your advice from uh one of the best sales books in my opinion that i've ever read was by david sandler who i didn't realize until i started reading the book was a big introvert and he created this sales system for himself because he had to, like he couldn't sell like they were training him to. So if you're an introvert and you go out and read nothing but Grant Cardone books on sales, you're going to come away <laughs> thinking you're a 
total loser. What right. you need to do is go read David Sandler's books and realize, oh, like that's it's like a breath of fresh air. You're like, oh, this is an approach that I can use. And I think that's um, there's been a lot of those where you you read a business book and you you just like if you start looking at the at it through the lens of that and you start thinking about Myers Briggs types and introversion and extroversion, you just realize, hey, this works for that person and people like them, and that's awesome. If you're like that, by all means, go follow them. Like I tell people that all the time. Like, hey, if you like to be on social media all the time, Gary Vee's your guy. Like, go follow him. He's awesome for that. If you don't, though, and you still try to follow him, you're going to come away thinking you're the problem when you're not the problem. Uh, I think we're um, hopefully coming into an age where people start to recognize that even, even things that sound practical, like time management, have to be specific to your personality type. Otherwise, you're going to come away thinking you're the problem. Exactly. And, you know, I can relate to your example of your uh, your co-host, you know, uh, like I said, I, I did I did a lot of speaking with with an extroverted partner and um, I could be jealous and, you know, or you could be jealous and think, oh, I, I want to be like him and just, you know, not prepare. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't turn into the brilliance that you put out there. You know, yeah. you you realize here's what I need to do and you need to do that. And, you know, the extrovert might just wing it. And everybody might love them. And that's great. <laughs> you know, and I can think, man, why can't I be more like that? Or I could just say, yeah. all right, I know what I need to do. Let me do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There was a, so towards the end of the book, you talk about introversion being a gift, which I think even for introverts, it's hard sometimes to come to grips with that because we're always looking at it in terms of um, we're not extroverted enough. And how can we be more extroverted while still kind of being within our little introvert comfort zone. And you pointed out that, that the way that, because we spend so much time in thought, the way an introvert's brain works is a really beautiful thing. And the stuff that we come up with because we're introverted and and lost in our thoughts all the time is just different. I mean, you know, you can argue whether it's better or not, but it's, you know, it's definitely different than what an extrovert would come up with. Some extroverts come up with really amazing stuff, but it doesn't come unless they're in conversation with the right people that know how to pull it out of them. What's funny about it is I'm that person because I'm an introvert and I'm a deep thinker. My wheels are always turning. I'm really good at pulling things out of extroverts that they didn't know they had until I pull it out of them. So it's like we, we all need each other, but extroverts can have uh, a lot of deep thought going on, but they need somebody to pull it out. Introverts, because we spend so much time like that, we come up with really interesting stuff. And I just find that a lot of my favorite authors, when you actually dig into their past, you realize, oh, they're an introvert. They think about stuff really deeply. And I, I'm drawn to that. And I'm sure you are too. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it, 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 it definitely authors don't need to call out, I'm an introvert. I can recognize it now, you know, can you really? Sometimes. Yeah. And, um, but you can see that that's where a lot of their great original ideas come from, you mm-hmm. know, is, is their ability to think deeply. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a gift and, and we need it. And again, I'm always going to say we need introverts and extroverts, but yeah. we need to value everything. Not one's not better than the other. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Uh, so you've got your book. I want to talk about your podcast real quick. Um, so, because people have asked me, which it struck me as an odd question when I first started getting asked and they, they would ask me like, really? Like you're an introvert and you started a podcast. That's really odd. And I'm thinking <laughs> I get to sit around and in, like be in my physical comfort zone and have really deep conversations where we skip the small talk and get right. I'm like, when you actually look at podcasting, it's really perfect for an introvert, but there is a perception out there that any form of like putting yourself out there, public speaking, podcasting, video, anything like that, somehow 
makes introverts super uncomfortable. How did you feel about podcasting when you first got in? So I love it. Um, I've enjoyed public speaking because mm-hmm. as introverts, I think we have a lot to say because like we're talking about, we have a lot of deep thoughts. So we have mm-hmm. a lot to say. Um, and I think it just comes down to understanding what it is that you don't like. Like, um, I don't want to all of a sudden be in a situation where I have to come up with meaningless small talk and there's not really a purpose in it. I mean, yeah. I'm just, I think we just need to be honest about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can definitely make small talk when I need to or I want to. But um, the deep conversations is what's really exciting. And yeah. I, I, yeah, and having people like you on my show where we just get to talk about things that are important, like, you know, how we find success uh, as an introvert. I mean, that's, I love it. And I'm looking forward to this next year and having some good guests on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And, and I've noticed that there's certain things that I, like in the coaching consulting world, you know, speaking public speaking is one of them. But yeah, there definitely are certain situations that I like better. And I think just getting more in touch with the introverted side, and, uh, and setting setting good boundaries that there was a there was a quote, I think it was in your book, that you quoted somebody else saying like, you want to be tough with standards, but tender hearted with people. Do you remember? Yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doug Conant. Um, Sounds like an interesting guy. I love that was, approach. Yeah, um, I don't have his information right in front of me, but he was like a CEO of like Campbell Soup. Yeah, and yeah, um, big executive. Yeah, yeah, an introvert. And, you know, again, introverts can make amazing leaders. Mm-hmm. And um, and part of the point I was making in the book is, you know, um, we need our quiet, but we also need, need to look for opportunities. You know, we need to look for those relationships that, as they come. And yeah, so yeah, he, he's a... He's a great introvert to learn from. Yeah. Well, what kind of boundaries do you set in your life? Like what helps you channel your, like tap into that extroverted self when you need it and then unplug and recharge? So one of the biggest things I did when I started all this was, you know, I set aside the first 90 minutes of my day where I don't have any meetings. And so first thing in the morning, that's a really good time for me to think and plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And I try to, really um, set aside time for some bigger projects that I have. And, you know, because if you don't, it's just going to be nonstop of jumping from thing to thing and, and not being successful. Yeah. Um, I also, you know, I, I realized during the last year and a half of working a lot from home that my drive was really important to me, you know, that time <laughs> after work to yeah. kind of decompress and so I, I recreated that at home, you know, and it, it seems kind of weird. I have a wife and three kids. It seems kind of weird to get done with work and then go in my room for a little while. But it's, it's, uh, it's what I need to do. And I joke with my wife. It's like, okay, I'm going to drive home now. And, you know, before I yeah. come back out and engage with the family, because it's, like it's just, I need, I need a little, a little space. Yeah. My dad is a natural introvert and I hadn't thought about this in quite a while, but when I was growing up, even when he was pastoring and, and, and pastoring was like, he had no staff. So he would literally spend all day by himself praying and studying. He would get home and we knew like there was a very brief time of greeting and like, Hey, how are you? And then my mom and dad would basically go and hang out in their bedroom for 20 minutes and just talk just the two of them. Like, so there was like this, 
transition period of my dad coming home from work and kind of like being out in the world and then having like a transition period to then like being, you know, family guy and, and father guy. I hadn't thought about that in a long time, but yeah, that was smart. Like we need those transitions. Yeah. So he had that figured out that that's amazing. He did. Yeah. I didn't think about that. That's, uh, that's, that's interesting. I'll have to ask him about that again, how long that and, lasted, but yeah, smart. And then the other part of it, I never, I never think of, um, what I do is extroverted. I just think of, okay, you know, and I just, it, it comes down to, you have to ask yourself, what do you want? You know, how much, what kind of relationships do you want? You know, what kind of social time do you want? And get that. But understanding yourself and how you are, you know, that you, you're thinking before you're speaking and that kind right. of thing that you do need some quiet. Understanding yourself really gives you that confidence to get what you want. So, you know, if I'm out being social, I'm an introvert being social. And, you know, I, again, you just have to, and sometimes you, you know, there's going to be things you don't want to do. And, you know, that's part of life. But, yeah. you know, if you can carve out doing mostly the things that you want to do, it, that's where it's amazing. Yeah. And that, that's what I appreciate about your book. It's, uh, you know, that you talk about balance and priorities and all these things. And, and just introverts have to acknowledge that we are the way we are. And then you can start to build your schedule, your calendar, your time, your priorities, your all, you know, all those things start to build it around how you really are and not how you wish you were or think you need to be, uh, which is a really good, like I kind of, I came to that same conclusion after years of beating myself up too. And uh, I think a lot of introverts do and, and hopefully books like yours. And we've talked about a couple of other folks that have written books and stuff like that. Uh, we may not agree with everything they have to say, and they all have different perspectives perspectives and that's okay. But what I hope is that people realize that introversion is not a deviation from the norm. It's not a handicap. It is certainly, it's not even a handicap in the world of coaching consulting where you'd think, Oh, you have to be an extrovert, period, like end of story. Like it's not, I know, I, I would say the population of coaching consulting is very much like the normal population, 45 to 55% are introverts. And you might not know it at first until you, they go, oh yeah, that's me. I have to go out and I'll speak in front of a thousand people. And then I want to go back to the hotel room and take a nap. We're like, okay, well, that's, <laughs> that's, I got yeah. you now, now I, now I know what's up. So I love that. Uh, where can people go and get the podcast and the book and just kind of stay connected? Probably the easiest thing to remember is quietandstrong.com. You can uh, get a link to the podcast, to the book, to the different social media channels. That's probably the best. Love it. Yep. And you're going to have some amazing guests on the show. So I know those have come up. You can go, uh, for those of us that might want to hear our first conversation, they can check out my conversation. You've also had Matthew Pollard on the show, which is amazing. He's been on Microfamous as well. So people can check that out. And David, I just, I appreciate you. Love the book. I hope people go and, and get that and, uh, and really absorb the concepts that you talk about because it'll be super, super helpful. Thank you so much, Matt. Thanks for listening to the Micro Famous Podcast. If you're ready to become famously influential to the right people, connect with us at getmicrofamous.com. It's the best way to take the next step to implementing the Micro Famous strategy in your business so you can attract an audience, build influence, and become the Micro Famous leader you're meant to be. And we'll see you on the next episode.